Hello everyone, I'm Jitendra Singh. Welcome you to Read My Story where I interview authors, speakers, coaches, celebrities, entrepreneurs and more. Today I have with me Ms. Valerie Naidu. She is the CEO of Wolf Seed Coaching and the founder of the Wireless Female Network Global Movement. She is the first of her generation to leave South Africa to take a global citizenship on three different continents and four different countries. Her career experience ranges from project management to human resource, launching a startup and coaching and development businesses. Valerie is a multiple international bestseller author. She has written Under Attack Expat UAE, From the Ballroom to the Boardroom, Digital Ping, Women Mastering the Art of Disruption, and co-authored 2017 Inspirational Almanac, The Birth of Light, Conscious Creators, Volume 3, Journey of Farsifone. Finally, Valerie has partnered with few international alliances uh, to bring to the world the very first period of poverty. Today, she will be discussing with us about her life journey. So let us hear from her. Welcome, Valerie. The platform is open and now over to you. Thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. And I'm really honored and privileged to be here on this podcast and to be interviewed by you. Thank you, Valerie. And the privilege is ours. So first thing I'd like to know from you is uh, how did your past life has affected the person who you are and what you wanted to be in your life? That's actually a very good question, Jitian. So growing up as a child, my childhood, as far as I can remember, had a lot of for adventure and fun-full moments. And I remember the elders in our family always encouraging get-togethers, always encouraging weekends together, always guiding us and, you know, pushing us to be better. With that, I also remember the discipline of my father. Uh, my dad is late now, but one of his wishes and my mother's wish as well for me was to, when I matriculated, they actually wanted me to, you know, to see the world. They had encouraged me and pushed me and motivated me and I think hence that is uh, one of the reasons why I felt so blessed when I left South Africa at a very tender age I felt very blessed because I had the blessing from both of my parents to go out into the big world and to see the world and you know learn about other cultures learn about different people and uh, just absorb as much as I could so you know all of that stemmed from my upbringing and uh, so I'm very very thankful and grateful for that too so Where I am today, yeah, where I am today in terms of the field that I've chosen with coaching and development and, you know, the startup of the NPC, I think for me, the foundation was set from the time I was little. Wow, that's so great. So if I talk about the things you are passionate in your life, what are those things? There are uh, quite a few things that I am passionate about. Um, I love fashion. Oh, wow. Um, I'm very yeah, I'm very passionate about that. I I can take like uh, two pieces of uh, a garment and I can pair it together and something that someone has seen in the shop. But when they when when I have to pair it together, people go like, "Wow, where is it from?" <laughs> so I am I am creative. I am creative that way as well. I'm also very on a serious note. You know, I'm very passionate about progressing people, specifically women. Right. I'm passionate about encouraging women to step out of their comfort zones. Um, and I say this because when I grew up, you know, I, I wouldn't say we were poverty stricken, but we were not rich. 
you know right. uh, in fact we were just uh, a little bit under middle class uh, so I, I always feel that you, you know if you set the intention that you want to better your life you can and you will do it so I'm passionate about recognizing that in, in women and encouraging them to do that regardless of whatever field a woman is in um, you know I, I would encourage her to give off her best and these are the right. things that I'm most passionate about yeah that is really wonderful and I also feel in the same lines that uh, women should have all the uh, like rights and all the privileges to do whatever they want to do in their life yeah. it's so it's so great so if I talk about your work and experiences like what all you did in your life so far how you started how you uh, got into training and development and other uh, social activities as well and how uh, your uh, entrepreneurial journey started and also some uh, things related to your uh, writing career as well like you have done so many things uh, I want okay. you to share everything in a nutshell I think the the training journey started for me when I lived in the UK I was very privileged to be part of that team that uh, migrated call centers across to the subcontinent in India and I do remember one of the very first opportunities even though <laughs> me going there as part of the project team was not intended to be training okay. uh, but I had to because one of the trainers were not able to due to becoming ill and yeah I was um, you know rolling out product information and systems training to a floor of 80 people and that's where it all began for me uh, the, the turnaround the results you know after a couple of weeks were phenomenal wow. and I, I enjoyed it so much however when I came to South Africa over the last few years the training career really started for me so to date um, you know I do practice as a life coach okay great. Uh, yes I, I work a lot with women and with youth I also do a lot of work in school Menstrual health is a big part of my journey. Hence, I launched the NPC called Wireless Female Network. So, Jutian, it was the year 2018. The organization that I worked for gave me an opportunity to see just how ill-equipped women were when it right. came to getting the top-end paying jobs. And the main reason behind this was due to a lack of computer. And I wanted to do something about about it, ICT at a uh, women's shelter in South Africa. And you know, as fate would, would have it, it was during that very first visit that I noticed another big problem, right. uh, namely period poverty. So that's how it all started for me. Okay, great, great. So uh, like that was uh, related to your work as in uh, like trainer and then you your work as in uh, like uh, social uh, work, you started to work in uh, your country. And apart from that, you also wrote so many books, like how you got inspiration to write them. That was also uh, like, I'm curious to know. So as a child, my brothers and I, and also some of my cousins, we were so into drama and acting i do remember we used to write out these plays and you know mini plays and we used to you know roll out this acting for the adults and we loved singing uh the writing part i i really enjoyed and i noticed that as an adult when it came to writing anything you know i it just came so naturally to me and when i lived in dubai one of the things i wanted to do was to get a book published and even though i was not able to do it while i was living there uh when i returned to south africa in 2014 i released my very first book called under a 
expat okay. UAE and um, and from there it was just the beginning for me because that right. led to me writing other books partnering with other authors uh, blogging which I absolutely enjoy so writing for me is is something that uh, comes you know if I want to relax you know I would I, I would pick up a pen or I would log on to my computer and I would start writing it is so therapeutic wow. so so for me writing does come naturally and I find that when it comes to content as long as I have the space to do it I can create content about absolutely anything and um, yeah so for me I just want to get to the next level as well I have partnered with the authors and I am a multiple international best-selling author and I am really truly grateful for that so when I say the next level I want to start teaching other budding authors you know um, I want to show them the ropes it's something Wonderful. that I really want to do great so you already uh, like uh, working on your uh, so many things writing social service then your uh, training and development programs and you are also uh, like as an entrepreneur you are working on other projects as well so how you manage your time or how you got your time to uh, like manage all those things when you really want to do something you will find the time in the day and whether you have a full time job whether you have a family you know to look after uh, whether you're running an npc or a full time business but if you want to do something you will find half an hour in the day to do that so it boils down to being disciplined and for me I I, if I really want to do something I will do it you know I just do it you know the saying Nike just do it <laughs> Yes, yes, so I think yeah. I live by that. Great. So, uh, if I talk about your vision, mission, and goal in life for next five to ten years from now, what do you think uh, it should be? For me, it would be to build a research center that will be focusing on improving the health of women, namely menstrual health. So, my goal for the next uh, eight years would be in alignment with the Sustainable Development Goal and you know the 2030 vision. My goal is to enable 2.5 million by the time we reach 2030 wow, and wonderful yeah aspiring to great thank you so any more thing you would like to add like uh, apart from this thing like you were talking about some other issues as well which you want to work right so jitian if you look at um if you look at the the topic of period poverty the research that we've undertaken so far actually shows us that it has a direct link to generational poverty so for example if you look at the daughter who's missing school because she's not able to afford sanitary product right and then right. if you you know it obviously negatively impacts her education because she's going to be missing out on school right and if you look at it on average on the south african continent uh sorry on the african continent we have an average we we have girls staying away on an average of 5 days per month and that actually equates to 60 days Yeah. Right. And of course, you know, you know, negatively impact her performance in school, which means that by the time this girl gets, you know, to to grade 12, it's going to be difficult for her to even get a bursary to think about studying further. And that means that when she finishes her schooling career, she has to settle for a job as opposed to pursuing something that she can be really good at. And you know, once you qualify, you get a job in your field and you increase your earning potential. So when we look at that, we then look at the 
the the mother of that girl and the mother had a similar history we look at the grandmother as well Correct. and the pattern it's so amazing the patterns are so similar so our research is actually focusing around that at the moment right. and more importantly we are looking to bring in sustainable solutions Correct. and this problem lies uh, not only in south africa but this is a global phenomenon where uh, you find poverty you would find these kind of issues problems and india again is um, like having these issues issues so uh, like prevalent when you go to a small town or a small village where poverty is very high these are common issues that's so true regardless of the country one lives in for example you know when over the last two years is a very good example if you look at china china is a country that does well if you look at south korea you know the country has a lot of money economically they do very well however you know the the lockdown level 5 lockdown had impacted uh the economy globally so even there women who used to spend and be able to spend freely right. you know on sanitary products even there too they had to cut down because poverty had actually reached all parts of the globe correct and that was one of the impact on women's health absolutely so uh, like if i talk about the most important life lessons you have learned uh, from your personal and professional journey so far what are those things uh, you can share with us so for me one of the most important things is that you know you you can plan something to the t however sometimes if something is not meant to be you know it's just not meant to be and it would would not happen but also from that you shouldn't become sad and you shouldn't even be too hard on yourself you need to accept that you know uh obviously whatever happens there there's always lessons you got to take the good from it and walk Correct. away with the good yes Correct. well that's what i've learned so far that is really wonderful so uh, if i talk about the thing which you highlighted uh, like uh, in your uh, discussion so far uh, which you are working on with women and uh, their health issues especially menstrual health what are these issues revolving around uh, with this problem common issues uh, revolving with this problem like health uh, and other Uh, like as you highlighted just now that they are uh, missing their school their qualification their education and they also uh, face these kind of challenges there in in their work environment as well that is one aspect health aspect is another one third is family aspect so what are those common issues you find everywhere prevalent and how to address them how to find solutions to them okay so the population that we currently working with is marginalized women from the rural communities we look at homeless women as well so what this means for a homeless woman is that you know buying a sanitary product is obviously the the last concern or priority uh, on her uh, mind uh, what tends to happen is that they are using methods which are not hygienic you know when they are menstruating which is not good for the health and this leads to long term illness you know it can negatively impact the reproductive organs uh, aside from that what it does to the mindset of that individual you know when all you ever accustomed to is poverty and even right. when something that is so personal like menstruation you cannot take care of that it does tend to affect uh, the person and you know that leads to it, it leads to a person becoming very sad and over a period of time these sad feelings start to embed within the mind and it leads to mental health issues unfortunately correct yeah so this is also one aspect of it yeah right right and uh, two more things are there 
like education, work that also suffers, family suffers. These are common things. And apart from this, like uh, we see this uh, thing to be a ta- taboo, as most people are uh, not feeling uh, comfortable talking about such issues. And uh, why we need to address these issues in open forum so that people can uh, be uh, more comfortable these issues and take them on uh, another level so that we can create an environment wherein uh, these things should look like normal to people and they would help each other in a way uh, that uh, women does not suffer uh, more further so how can we address all these uh, such issues okay so period poverty is a global issue not just a female issue right okay uh, menstruation is as natural as a woman giving birth. You know, a birth of a child is so celebrated by everybody. However, menstruation is something that is shunned and it's a very much taboo topic regardless of where you live in this world. Right. Whether it's Dubai, whether it's North America, whether it's South Africa or Guatemala, you know, these taboos do exist at different levels. Okay. So the idea, the idea is to normalize menstruation, normalize the period meaning that people do need to feel start to feel comfortable about talking about it we as women even we use coded languages and this further perpetuates the stigma surrounding menstrual health Uh, even as a woman i can tell you it's not a popular topic you know with myself and another woman Uh, it's not something we would talk about over coffee but yet you know it's it's something that we want to break the the glass ceiling we want to shatter the glass ceiling in menstrual health you know we want to bring down those barriers that are preventing women you know from from reaching their full potential because as we've discussed the more you shun this topic we know that yes it does affect a woman who's working you know when she's menstruating sometimes you know you're not able to concentrate if you if you don't if you're not eating the correct food your your diet is really important you know and if you don't access if you don't have access to the correct food yes it's going to negatively impact your health so you know in the office someone might say you know this woman is not feeling too good but would they even stop to ask her what it is if they do is she even going to tell the truth or is she going to be embarrassed so these yeah so these are the things we need to start changing not just as women but you know collectively so at the wireless female network our goal is to uh, you know get many people many people to join us there are many many small organizations who are very passionate about championing you know the end of period poverty so the idea for us is to get these passionate people and passionate champions to join us to lead in these conversations confidently and what we're doing about it we have created a program called pathways to dignity there are many schools here in south africa that have adopted these programs which is rolled out not only to the girls who are as young as 11 years old but to the boys as well acceptability should be there from their side as well like from the people who are around not only the women absolutely yeah so we have been making these resources available you know to to all to both genders across different generations because how do we expect the males 
to support it if we don't have the resources available? Correct. How do we expect them to support it if we ourselves are not attending to these programs, to the needs Correct. as well Correct. of other women? Yeah. Correct. One thing is like uh, acceptability that people should understand that is, this is common and this is happening with every woman. First thing. Second thing, awareness about the issue. Like what are the consequences? What are the problems there? What are the kind of uh, uh, like uh, uh, mental and health issues women face due to this? That is kind of awareness needs to be created. And that should be created among not only women, but also men too, because they are also not very vocal about such issues. They are also not aware of uh, such issues. And the kind of shyness uh, and the thing uh, which is around the topic should be uh, removed and people should be more open and actable to the change, to the understanding, to the support. And they should take it in a next level, next way. That is kind of a thing which will will help uh, like uh, to create equality in terms of like having right to uh, health good health as well as right to work education and everything that will be there once we understand these issues and try uh, start to address them in a proper way that will help to uh, help us to be uh, stronger and more uh, like uh, together close among all so this is really important to highlight these issues and create an acceptability and awareness that is a wonderful thing you are working on and there are so many organizations as well they are working on such issues in India, South Africa and other countries as well. So uh, coming back to you again, so are you an introvert or an extrovert while facing your audience or while uh, like raising such issues in the open forum? By nature actually, you're going to get very surprised by this. I'm actually an ambivert and uh, when it comes to menstrual health, I, I because I'm very passionate about it, I'm an extroverts. However, sometimes with certain things, um, I tend to be a, a, a little bit closed about it. I wouldn't say shy, but I, I do take the back seat. So in that sense, I am an ambivert. But with, the, with what I work on very closely, empowering women, uplifting women when it comes to health issues, health and wellness, I'm totally an extrovert in that, that is That is really wonderful. And I was expecting the same kind of uh, uh, answer from your side. So uh, moving on to the next one like you've been uh, working on so many things and so many projects and uh, the support is really important when you are working on something and uh, who all uh, were uh, like your support who all supported you in your journey uh, so far the most in my journey as I was growing up my biggest support uh, Jitin to date uh, is my family my parents my brothers as I was growing up you know they've been my pillar of strength my uncles my aunties cousins and now that I'm married, my, my husband is absolutely great in terms of supporting me and making sure, you know, that I am channeling my energies in the in the most useful way. My in-laws are my biggest fans. And with that support, of course, you know, you, you will always get people uh, in the world who might not agree with everything you do. And I'm okay with that. Agree. You know? Yes, I, I don't expect everyone to, to champion what I'm doing or to be happy about it um, or to even agree with it. And I'm actually okay with that. Correct. You would always have some people supporting you, some not supporting you, some are against yeah. with you. So that happens. That is absolutely fine. The most important thing is the kind of support you get. And these people are your pillars and they, they are the real strength behind you. And that is really amazing. So uh, if I talk about the motivation and 
inspiration in your life so how you get that inspiration for me comes from a few different sources so for example if i see someone who's able to lift themselves up from a negative situation for me that is inspiration if i see someone who's able to achieve their goals against all odds against them for me that is inspiration but my greatest source of inspiration comes from my creator no matter how challenging you know spending time alone in the presence of my creator meditating and praying actually does inspire me and does uplift me my family my husband my mom my brothers and my close circle of influence are also most inspirational to me because they're not afraid to tell me you know when i have messed up or when something you know hasn't really worked out for me and i do appreciate that constructive criticism and that keeps me motivated daily correct correct and that is really helpful often so if i ask about your take on success uh, what do you think uh, success look likes to you success means different things to different people so for me you know being able to firstly identify with your life's purpose and aligning that with your current reality gives me the greatest amount of joy uh, it also means that i'm able to live a balanced life and that sums up success for me that's really wonderful and uh, i think uh, you clearly mentioned uh, what success really look likes and how we should be aligned to success that again is a, a wonderful thing wonderful thought too so if i uh, ask you uh, any message advice you would like to make to our audience viewers and listeners what would be uh, that love your life authentically keep it real and yes many times people will do things you know for the sake of doing things as a tick box exercise sorry tick tick box exercise or to impress the crowd um but the moment you start living an authentic life and your purpose is authentic to you you will find that everything starts coming to you in the right way at the right time that's so wonderful so uh, i must say uh, the discussion we had was really wonderful we have touched on the very uh, crucial topic which is women's health and that to uh, the topic which is uh, considered to be the taboo uh, menstrual health of women and the issues related to that and uh, the uh, kind of impact that is creating on their mental physical health as well as the education their work their family as well so that was a uh, uh, most uh, important thing uh, people should understand and take in a right and positive way and uh, find solution in and around them that is so really important and creating awareness and acceptability uh, is also one important issues which we uh, see uh, that is missing we should create we should work on that as well so a wonderful amazing uh, insights you have shared about uh, all those issues and uh, it was really amazing to hear you uh, on the issue uh, and i really enjoyed our conversation looking forward to hear more from you soon again thank you so much for your time valerie it was uh, wonderful uh, to have you on our platform and also i would share your social media links so that people can be in touch with you uh, be uh, like take your help 
guidance uh, on various issues as well as they can attend your uh, programs as well and see uh, your books which are really wonderful uh, so many uh, learnings there from your life lessons so that is uh, again a thing which i really uh, cherish to learn from books are really wonderful so i'll share the link of your books as well. so guys don't forget to check that out too thank you so very much everyone for watching and listening i hope you all must have gathered a lot of uh, valuable information and insights and enjoyed watching it don't forget to like share and subscribe have a good time thank you and bye bye